Blaise Pascal said that God made us in his image and we return the favor. And that's bad theology. And we see all the havoc that that has dispensed in our world. To see as God sees, that's where we want to go, to see as God sees. Look what happened when we became the center of the universe, making others in our own image. Now, the oldest law in the world is in our scripture today, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That appears in the earliest law codes, the Code of Hammurabi, 2,300 years before Christ. So you inflict the injury that's been inflicted on you. So if they take your eye out, then you take their eye out in kind. This law became part and parcel of the Old Testament ethics. Far from the savage and bloodthirsty law, in fact, it is the beginning of mercy. So this eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, is actually the beginning of the mercy. The original aim was the limitation of vengeance. In the earliest days, vendetta and blood feud were characteristic of tribal society. So if you offended someone, hurt somebody in another tribe, that whole tribe would come after you and not just take you out, but take all of, of your people out. And it ended up in death. But with this law, it was only an eye for an eye for a tooth for tooth, and it would not amount to taking out a whole people. Now, seen against the historical background of this, this is not a savage law, but again, the beginning of mercy. It's a good start, but still infinitely far from the wisdom and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are really supposed to be as big as God. We are to have that kind of heart, which we read about today. This has never been presented before in the history of mankind until Jesus came and revealed that to us. And it's the life of God that we are baptized in. It's the life of God that Sasha and Raina will be baptized into this day. And for me, it's the heart of the heart of Christianity. That starts to be able to see as God sees, to love as God loves, to forgive as God forgives. That begins with the last line from our first reading today. Love your neighbor as yourself. Where does that start out with? Starts out with yourself. Now, is it really about me loving me? No, it's about receiving that love of Christ loving me to bring me to the perfection that he wants for me. When I was, before I became a priest for two years, I was on the national evangelization teams. We gave retreats for high school youth and everybody all across the country. Gave two years of my life for that. Loved it, it was awesome. But we lived in a van together, 12 of us. And so we had to, like family life, work out relationships. And we know that's exactly true, working out relationships. St. Paul says, work out your salvation. So we were literally in this house called a van together for a year. And we had to learn how to communicate, to forgive, and to relate. So there's this, you remember from Matthew chapter 18, if your brother sins against them, pull them aside and work reconciliation with your brother. So we learned that, and we called it calling each other on, calling each other on to holiness. Well, the first year with my team, I got called on a lot. You know me, highly fallible and sinful. 
So anytime a teammate was coming up to me, I wanted to run. Because they weren't coming to say, hey, how are you doing? How's your heart? How's your struggle? How's your... But like, I was in trouble. And they were calling me on to holiness. And that's the only time they talked to me. Just practically, spiritually, that, that's not a good way to work with people that you want to help grow. And so uh, I'd see him come and I'd want to run the other way. But it was like, I was never good enough. It was like I was fatally flawed. And how would I ever be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect? I mean, don't you experience that in your own life? You confess the same sins and you keep coming back. And it's like, Lord, have mercy. Can I improve just an iota of an ounce of an inch and grow closer to you? So I thank God for Father Bob Lieb. I was in Steamboat Springs, Colorado in the midst of this. I wanted to leave the team. I didn't like my team. I love the ministry, but didn't like the team. So we were playing racquetball and working up quite a lathers sweating a lot, and I was probably saying some not nice words. But like a good priest that he was, he let me be where I was at, and we were working this out, and I was complaining about this, and then finally he said to me, what got through to me, that sticks to me, that was burned on my heart till today, John, all that matters is what Jesus thinks of you. All that matters is how Jesus sees you. I've got a lot of people with a lot of opinions about me, and so do you. But all that matters is what Jesus thinks about me. And if that lines up with Jesus, great. If it doesn't, go back to where the darkness from where you came. And so that was so helpful to me. What is the source of your seeing? Is it you? Is it some other fallible human being? Or is it the perfect God of the universe? What about insult and injury? What happens? What do you do with that? And I think a lot of times the greatest provocator there is ourselves. I remember there was this family that was upset with me because I was on vacation and they had a family emergency and they were mad at me. Of course, they hadn't been to church for years, but I was thinking, you know, that it's... It's just difficult to please everybody all the time the way they want to be pleased. And then when these insults or injuries can, can come to us, we can build a case against ourselves that we're fundamentally flawed, that we're not good or worthy. And how in the world would we ever become perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect? It becomes our mindset, and then it just becomes on autopilot. This is the way that I relate to myself. This is the way I think about myself, and this determines the way I live. And my spirit, and how I feel about myself, and how that projects out to others, it blinds us to the fact that we're created in the image of God, how he looks on us. The sun rises on the bad and the good. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, he does not discriminate. He is all in infinite love for us always. Not to condemn, but to save. Me? I'll admit it. I'm infinitely failing. I will infinitely fail you as a priest if you're looking to me to be that for you. Why? because I don't have one ounce of power to save you. In that sense, I'm infinitely failing. But as I prayed, Jesus said, 
I'm infinitely feeling you, F-I-L-L-I-N-G, with my Holy Spirit. And we will move towards that perfection. How do we love our enemies and pray for our persecutors? Reflect on that a lot. I think about the saints seeing with God's eyes. I really don't think when it comes down to it, saints got offended by other people. A saint would look on, on me and say, that's Father John, he is so loved by Christ, but he's fallible, he's a sinner. I understand that. I won't expect anything different. And if they did expect me to be God, they would be forever forlorn. But they would see me as I am, but they would really see with the eyes of God and his unfailing, reliable love. So they wouldn't take offense. It would just be an opportunity for them to grow in grace and desire to pull that person out of the hell that they're in. And that calls for wisdom. We talked about that last week. How would we do that? Because you know what? The enemy, whatever, whoever your enemy is, if it's you or it's the other person, the enemy is always the one who is crying out for God's love. Because they're injured. They're broken. They're afflicted. And what will we do? And how will we respond to that for ourselves and for others? And what can we do? What is an enemy? What does an enemy act like? Oh, payback. I'll pay you back. Wrath. I'll ignore you. I'll shut you out. I'll slander you, maybe not with my words, but in my heart, gossip about you. I will count you as nothing. I'll dismiss you. That's what curse means. The word curse means to make light of. To make light of a brother or sister who Christ has died for. That's a far cry from what God revealed for us in Jesus Christ. Here's another way maybe to look at it. Are you fighting against or fighting for the other person who's injured you, who's insulted you? Fighting for that all will be saved in union with the spirit of Jesus Christ. I desire that all would be saved and come into the oneness that the Father and I are. They're only friends in the kingdom desiring the highest good of others. John chapter 15, Jesus, what he says to you, I call you friend, not enemy. There is an enemy that is against Jesus, but it's not you and me. He is friend and inviting us into that friendship. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. What does perfect mean? It means telos, the end, the purpose, the aim, the goal, to see every person's situation as God sees every person in situation. And how can that happen? I asked the children this morning, how can we love our enemies? It's only through prayer and the Holy Spirit begging God to take over and take possession of us and to give us his sacred heart. What I want to say to you and me and us is we're on our way. 
We're on our way to that perfection. You're here. You're striving toward it. God has blessed you with that. Look at all the ways that he's blessed our community and he's calling us to grow in love and that he's bestowed on us in our injury and in our insult. And the fact, the fact of the unending fascination of his revelation is before us. It's in the future if we will just let God be God. That we won't make him in our image, but that we will let him make us fully in his image and likeness. Okay, enough of words. Let's pray. Let's pray for this. To love our enemies. To pray for our persecutors. I invite you to, if it's helpful, just close your eyes and imagine and pray with all your heart. God is saying, you are my daughter. You are my son. I belong to you, and you belong to me. You are made in my image. I spoke you into being. I am infinite love, and only that love is allowed in my kingdom. You have been insulted and injured by a bully who could care less about you. Maybe that bully is you, or maybe it is another person. But the real bully is the evil one who endlessly sees darkness and hatred. The only way to overcome this demise is to give you my seeing. Imagine my son on the cross. See the suffering in Jesus' pain-filled eyes. Ponder his love poured out as blood. It is washing over every insult and injury you have ever had. Healing all pain and hatred and taking away any separation that you have from me. Anointing and healing anyone who will receive the bad and the good, the just and the unjust. Now, I am pouring out my infinite love into your heart. My son Jesus is sharing everything I have with you. Yes, they will insult and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. But rejoice and be glad, for you will rejoice in my presence forever.
Amen.